0: Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Business of Craft Beer podcast, recorded live from the University of Vermont's Continuing and Distance Education Department with your host, Greg Dunkley. Whether you're looking to break into the craft beer industry or start your own brewery, this podcast is for you. Each week we will discuss all aspects of the craft beer industry from sales, operations, marketing trends, and analysis with industry experts and thought leaders. If you'd like to be part of the show, please call 929-477-1757. And now here's your host, Greg Well, Hello, you're listening to the Business of Craft Beer Blog Talk radio show. We're coming to you live from the campus of the University of Vermont. Our guest today, Isaac Arthur, he's a partner in Coda Design, a branding firm based in Indianapolis, Indiana. Since 2012, they worked with their first craft brewery. This sector has become a, a focus to bring regional production breweries, blue pubs, nano breweries, farm breweries, just all the spectrum uh, <laughs> online, uh, helping them with branding, positioning uh, names and many other areas that we'll touch on today in our conversation. So welcome, Isaac. Glad to have you.
1: Thanks for having me on, Greg. I appreciate it. Well, before we dive
0: into uh, beer, um, how did Cody uh, and you get started? I'm, I'm guessing you didn't wake up one day and see for craft breweries. Uh, just <laughs> the <to> gas. <guess. laughs>
1: yeah, no, it did, didn't quite happen that, mercilessly you know, his partner Cody Fay. Uh, he and I met at Heron School for Design back in two thousand six or seven, somewhere around there. And while we were in school, uh, he and I each had these internship experiences where we saw the industry uh, in our internships. Obviously, create a wall between the clients and the designers. Um, we saw that even as lowly design uh, interns, we saw that create a lot of issues. And felt that if we put collaborate in it, everything we do, we create better work. And so we kicked. For years, we were in college kind of for fun at first, but then the last year very seriously. And then we ended up graduating Kodo uh, right there after uh, a belief that we can do better work by directly including our clients in the creative process. Um, so we're coming up now on our eight year anniversary, and since then, or in that time, I guess, we've grown to uh, five people. We're going to be six, hopefully by the end of the summer, uh, we desperately need some more help, but we need a bigger to bring more people in. But, uh, you know, we focus heavily on the food and <laughs> leverage industry. So we, we do a lot of work with uh, bars and restaurants, hotel groups, distilleries, wineries, um, amazing food artisans. So whether that's big companies, charcuterie companies, cheesemongers, stuff like that. Uh, and obviously the reason we're talking, a, a huge amount of uh, craft beer work. And, and to, to I think you mentioned up front, we worked with our first brewery, it was 2011, 12, somewhere in there. And the way we ended up where we are today we did that first brewery, led to our next brewery, and then the next brewery, and eventually, uh, at some point, we started uh, aggressively marketing for brewery. And to the point now, where I think we're at thirty or a little over thirty breweries we work with around the country, and increasingly in the world. So it, it's it's been a very fun ride um, in, in these last couple of years. And yeah, I mean, you mentioned it as well, but we our bread and butter is brand kind of strategy, so helping people with things like naming their brewery, naming their, their beer, naming architecture. Uh, positioning, brand identity design, uh, package design, websites, environmental design, uh, and marketing. That's kind of a brief overview of what we do.
0: That's great. Uh, well, we can get into some of those topics um, uh, this afternoon. Um, so you mentioned, and I mentioned in the lead-in, your work uh, with craft breweries. Uh, can you tell us what one of one of your not that probably you have a single one, but one
1: of your favorite projects that you've worked on related to the craft beer industry? Sure. Um, you know, I, I'm always a fan of the latest, most recent one. I, don't very here. I think one of my favorites would just be I work for Brew Life They're a brew pub based in Indianapolis. And we we got to work with them. First of all, they're two beautiful people, uh, Scott and Eddie, but they're, they're wonderful guys. And we wanted to make a brew pub, that was very different from every brew pub in India at least, but even across the country, through public, dark, or uh, both foreboding, kind of like a narrative of the old world. And we uh, wanted something that was very bright and irreverent and fun and like huge windows. And, and there's not really a dark spot to hide in. And, and so we got to work with them to craft this, this name and the story and this branding and this amazing interior design uh, that, that tells this story. And it, it's been fun watching them grow. They're only a year to a year and a half old now and watching the the community embrace it. So I think that's maybe one of my favorite projects because I'm so proud of the outcome and and proud of where they're going as well. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I read, uh, in
0: for those of you who have not seen this document, I think it's online as well as in print now, um, Craft Beer Branding Guide, which uh, you co-authored with your partner Cody, um, Mm -hmm. in it you state that uh, brewing great beer is only half the battle. Then you need to... And attracted to way. I encountered uh, along the way many uh, have been home growing for years and believe that they can compete on quality or taste uh, but in today's increasingly crowded market um, making good beer doesn't seem to be sufficient. Um, as you know all too well this is only part of the challenge in establishing a successful brewery. Um, let's go through some of the elements of branding a brewery. Um, Tell us how people who are planning new startups or maybe even existing uh, breweries who are considering rebranding projects, uh, how they should think about establishing and reinforcing their brewery's brand.
1: I think what we see a lot, we saw this in the past, but especially today, a lot of people don't consider just how many breweries there are. Uh, You know, I think the number is something like 52 to 5,300 currently across the country, a new one opening every single day. And, And even if you're in a relatively empty market now, we've seen this with breweries we've worked with over four or five years, um, you will no longer be in a relatively empty area. And, and so the importance of understanding how what you're doing is different from every, every other brewery uh, is incredibly important for people to consider, whether you're rebranding or whether you are coming out of the gate. So there are a couple different aspects in there. Um, we, we call it you know, understanding your positioning. Uh, for, for one, and then understanding your brand essence. I'll kind of focus on that. Uh, that's a distillation of the most compelling aspect of your brewery. If you want to get even, even more drilled down, it's just your story, your why. Um, that can inform your brewery's name, your identity, your logo, your packaging, everything you do. Um, and again, a lot of people, are in beer or, or otherwise, they make the sake of jumping straight to aesthetics uh and i get it because you you know you want that t-shirt you want to go to festivals with that shirt or you want a sticker on your car and it's like a concrete fun cool thing that makes it real in your mind but if you don't get your story down uh if you don't understand your story what you do why it's special why you open up shop who do you want drinking your beer uh, and the role you play in people's lives you're you're gonna you're gonna be kind of in a rough spot two or three years from now, if you are successful, because then you're going to have to consider these things as you move into the next step of your business. You know, I think in the old days, whatever that is, let's call it seven or 10 years ago, even, but we think about traditionally like the old guard of breweries, uh, the the ones that are now like in the top 25 craft breweries. Anyway, a brewery could open and make killer beer and carve out a solid place in the market without amazing branding. But I think like now, even in our hometown of Indianapolis, Indiana, there are around 50 breweries and we're seeing across the country now where if you don't have great branding and you're just opening up and, and again like you said trying to just make your name on your beer alone you have a much rougher road ahead of you than uh and making that splash is if you if you had great beer and great branding um it's just a really fast way to get people interested in what you do and it starts to tell that story in in tell people why your brewery is important and why they should be interested in it before they even try your beer. In some cases, I, I, I think of some of the, especially when I'm traveling, um, there's a brewery that I'm really excited to hit and, and it's because I've never had their beer, but I've seen their branding and I've heard their stories and I've, I've listened to my podcasts and stuff. I mean, that's how this stuff takes hold. Um, I, I'm, I guess I'm jumping all over the place here, but, um, one of the yeah. most important foundational things to consider Again, whether rebranding or starting a new brewery, is understanding and framing your your brand values and your brand essence. Um, we'd like to push people to understand their their why, which is not anything we made up. This is a concept made famous by uh, Simon Sinek. So I, I know you know what that is, Greg. But for folks uh, listening out there, um, it, it's a book. Start with why by Simon Sinek. It, the theory is that there are three levels to telling your story: what, how, and why. Um, what would be kind of the surface level. Uh, main service offering, you know, what is it that you offer? How would be the next level deeper? Um, You know, are there any special processes you use to differentiate you or anything? And then why, um, when you're talking about story and differentiating you and getting people excited about what you do, that why is, is what gets people hooked and coming back for more. And so one of the biggest mistakes we regularly see people make or do rather is, is they kind of start, or they begin and end with that what level. Like we're a Belgian brewery, and that's just all they'll say to differentiate themselves. Whereas you could go deeper and figure out like why you are brewing Belgian beer or why that matters to you or your community, and you can hook people in a much more compelling way.
0: So so let me ask you, does does this get to the people involved or the community in and in the brewery's connection to a local community? Is that how you sort of, you know, can get, beyond the what uh, the styles of beers perhaps that you're making uh, to to more of a personality about your brewery
1: yeah I, you know the your audience obviously is important but really it, it starts with you and your core group of people that are starting this brewery if you have partners why are you guys doing this and, and we often get uh, you know this answer of well you know I don't know I just wanted to run my own business which is that makes sense. That's, that's probably part of every single person that starts a small business like their, their drive. But what is it that you do that's special? Why are you doing this? Why should people care about what you're doing? And it it truly does start from you and your story. And you hear a lot of terms for this, the founding story, the origin story, the brand story, it's just understanding. It should be this authentic real thing. Also not some made up story. Why, what you're doing is compelling uh, and why people should care and and of your
0: thirty plus uh brewery clients um when they came to you, I'm assuming now they do it well because they've worked with coder design but <laughs> but when they when they first came to you uh did did they how close were they to being able to define the why
1: you know uh it it changes with every brewery. I think we've only worked with a handful that have really come in with that understanding uh we're we're seeing much smarter smarter relative term here, people that know more about branding coming to us already, which is exciting because I think it's still kind of a mixed bag. Some people come to us with a very clear understanding of what their name is, even kind of what they want their their look and feel to be and, and what their differentiator is. Some people come to us at wit's end, like they don't know what their story is, what their name is, they, they're pulling their hair out trying to develop names uh, and, and they need they need every, every bit of help they can get on, on putting this all together. So, it completely depends. Some people have a really clear picture. Some people have zero idea.
0: Yeah. You know, as you, as you can imagine, I think, um, I, I actually ran into, uh, Isaac and Cody outside of the convention center at the CBC, uh, in Washington DC by total accident. Um, but, uh, I, I do visit uh, a number of breweries and, and, uh, talk, talk with staff there about their business challenges. Um, the way for us to stay really close to what's going on in the industry, but in, in doing so, uh, you can see the uh, the way that breweries present themselves, particularly if they have a tap room and, and customers are coming and drinking in those tap rooms. Um, so everything from the you know the t-shirts and the the naming convention of their of their beers, uh, the the atmosphere in the you know, experience of the, of the tap room, all those things, which, which uh, really get to uh, the personality of the brewery. But, um, but look on their website. And I'm missing. I why they talk a lot about their, their, the, the products that they make. Mm-hmm. Um, and they certainly talk about the events and the things that, that people can, you know, see them and go visit them uh, and, and, and have that, that experience with the staff. But, the the why I I I would say uh, half the time it's kind of
1: missing from from what I see on websites. What, what's your take? I completely agree. And, and you know we it's funny when going through the the UVM courses. One of our assignments typically is uh, one of the assignments that I give is go out and find beer packaging or, or you know kind of assess two or three brands and, and tell us what their story is. And people often say I didn't see any any compelling story or origin or anything there. And, and that's something that we have to push people for as well. Um, I think people get into, well, I don't want to put all that text in my can, or I don't really want to put the time and energy into telling that story. And I think that it's very important to consider, especially when you, when you think about connecting with people beyond that, that kind of easy interaction of in the tap room. But what happens when you're not in the tap room and they're seeing your stuff on a shelf? Like it has to work that much harder and so you're hmm. correct, uh, you still grab uh, I'm making this up, but grab ten different beers you're probably going to find a story on a couple of them, and, and that includes major craft brands as well um, yeah yeah
0: uh, do you does coder design work all the way through the spectrum to to w- web development
1: as well? we do okay yeah um, I think I'm trying to think the the one area that we kind of we need to bring partners in would be obviously like on architectural stuff so we do environmental design i'm trying to think of uh, places where we need to partner with people so we're not going to be able to tell you where to put your like how to build your brew house or how to you know where to put an i-beam so your building doesn't kill much of people but uh you know we, we work as far as like art directing what that experience looks like and then work with yeah. uh, architects to put it all together
0: yeah okay um, let me just take a moment to, uh, for our sponsor. Uh, if you've dreamed about opening your own brewery or career change into craft beer, our online certificate program offers industry specific knowledge to make it all possible. The instructors at, in the University of Vermont's Business of Craft Beer program come from across the United States and Canada. And this program was specifically developed for those wanting to learn about the business side of this exciting industry. Uh, For further details, give us a call at 800-639-3210 or visit our Facebook page at UVM Business of Craft Beer. And if you'd like to join today's conversation uh, on branding and craft beer, the phone lines are open. Call us at 929-477-1757. That's 929-477-1757. And press 1 on your phone pad to enter the, the queue to ask a question. So um, let's, let's talk for a minute about um, how you see uh, brand messaging playing out in social media. Um, I believe this is what you call shaping your brewery's brand voice.
1: Sure. Uh, are
0: there different instances in how breweries their brand uh, via social media, or, or is there a fair amount of consistency in how they approach this work? You
1: know, everything you do, shapes your, your brand voice. Think about your core logo to, to a beer you release, whether it's a seasonal or a flagship and, and often looked in this are, are things you know, kind of touching on what we just discussed, your copywriting and your story. So whether that's on your website, how you tell your story, even your 404 page can be a fun place to inject personality, your packaging, what that looks like, all of these things add up to and build your voice. Uh, I think one thing that we struggled with in, in writing the beer guide is that you're creating your, your, your brand's voice and creating your brand in general actually isn't really this linear process, but in order to make it something that we could kind of stair step people through so that they can like kind of grasp it. We had to boil it down to kind of these little kernels and bits and pieces. And brand voice was one of those. I think all of these things add up to create that unique story. And, you know, going back to even big lug, for an example, their whole thing is like celebrating being a big guy. And they do that through, every single bit of their experience or you can imagine. So whether that's social media and, and like really funny uh, copywriting, uh, their amazing food and, and beer uh, and, and the brew pub build out itself, it creates this fun, irreverent atmosphere that really gives you an idea of what they're about early on. So yeah. hmm.
0: I, I want to go back to just for a second to website. Um, I, I know in some uh, sectors they're using uh, video a lot more. Uh, these short video Uh, pieces where rather than having to read a number of words you can capture the why of of a business uh, in a minute or two minutes Uh,
1: what are you seeing in the in the beer industry we are seeing more of that I think if you want to see a cool example of that go to North Pier Brewing's website that's a brewery we branded in Benton Harbor but uh, yeah I I think that's that's something that we're just getting into ourselves now and and it's just much much more uh, for a lot of people that, that kind of gives in the broader trends of people not wanting to read anything, kind of the Twitter ruining all of our attention spans and stuff, but video is a really <laughs> easy way. It's a really easy way to hit, you know, all these different senses, right? Because you can have music to kind of sets the tone. You obviously have uh, art direction of the, the, the videography that's happening, copywriting happening in there as well. Um, I love it and I want to see more of it. And we're, we're getting more into that ourselves as a firm because we think it's a really exciting opportunity for people. And, uh, yeah, I think that when you see it done well, it's very powerful.
0: Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, it, it seems a connection to community, at least when I look at a number of the breweries in the Northeast, um, plays a significant role in establishing a compelling brand. Um, Can you identify some excellent examples of this
1: in your your part of the country as well? Yeah, um, I'm going to I'm going to cheat and just use an example of one of our clients. But one of my favorite examples would be uh, 450 North, uh, which is uh, they're a brewery that's they're they're actually the first brewery we ever worked with back in 2011 or 12. But they're uh, they're an Indiana farm brewery. And so they're out in this rural community way. I mean, I say way like it's really far away. It's an hour drive from uh, Indianapolis, from our, our uh, capital. And so we helped them figure out this story to kind of embrace their local community and told their story as uh, a, this, this farming family. So they have generations of family farmers. Uh, they've been home brewing forever. They own a winery, a brewery, and a cidery and everything that we've done for them has helped to tell that story. And then they've kind of taken that and run as well. I think that the fun example, and this is way more cool to look at than hear me talk about, but, uh, they they are now coming up on their second annual uh, corn maze festival so they carve out during harvest season they save about an acre of corn they carve out a, a maze in it and they put a beer festival in there and you get lost in there and you get really drunk because you're out in the middle of nowhere it's really fun um but but that's a great way to kind of connect the idea of their community and their farming community and, and embracing this mm-hmm. uh, cool uh, identity so that's uh, there, there are some really uh, interesting, uh,
0: creative brewery names these days. Uh, what makes for a great brewery name from a branding and positioning perspective?
1: Sure. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's really just a set of five or six different things, in our opinion. Uh, I think, unfortunately, the first one is that it needs to be available and protectable. I say, unfortunately, yeah. because, ideally... Uh, different and reflective of your differentiator or the beginning to tell your story would be number one. But with the amount of breweries out there, with the amount of breweries making beer that they have named out there, it has to be available and protectable. So available, protectable, different and reflective of your differentiator. Uh, i just trying to remember here. The even more subjective, a name that's likable and fun to say, you know, like a, a a name that has good mouthfeel, you know, like beer. Um, And then depending on your, your concept, a name that's flexible can be very beneficial as well. Flexible meaning can it travel? So if you are planning on being, let's say regional or something like that, getting beyond just your, your, your small market, is your name so hyperlocal or esoteric that it will have no ingrained meaning to someone, you know, a state or two over. So that's, those are things to consider as well.
0: So when I when I saw uh, uh, Cody and you in, in Washington, uh, you handed me a copy of uh, Craft Beer Branding Guide. Uh, tell tell us a little bit about that project, and and uh, is
1: it a readily available or can you can you get it online as well? Yeah, so um, I think I mentioned at the very beginning here. We at some point we started aggressively marketing for breweries because we love the work. And what what we started doing what how that began was. Uh, back in around 2014, early 14, we started just writing kind of these pieces about like what is branding and how does that relate to craft breweries because there wasn't a lot of that being done in that space. And so from 14 to 16, we wrote um, 25 or 30 different pieces for for a lot of a lot of major uh, craft beer publications like Brewbound or Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine or uh, uh, Craft Brewing Business. And so we we sat down and we wanted to collect all of these things and kind of a step by step guide. So Kind of rambling here but we, we basically we built and it, it's still available for free online uh, craftbeerbranding.com we just took all that rewrote it uh, in a step-by-step chapter as essentially a book online so that launched uh august of 2016 and it was so well received by the, the community the design community as well as the craft beer community that it's amazing in late 2016 nina packaging reached out to us They're if you don't know they're one of the most respected paper companies in the world uh, they have a lot, they do a lot of work with craft beer labeling uh, for huge breweries and craft breweries. They wanted to partner with us to print this book to make it a kind of a real piece to showcase both our thinking at Kodo and also their new uh, Bella uh, label line for craft craft beer. So we uh, we worked on that. We rewrote that in January because it's going to be printed, uh, designed it in February, printed it in March, and then you and Cody and I met <laughs> a couple times, if I remember correctly, by chance at, outside of a craft brewers conference in, C. in April, uh, debuting the book where we handed out, I think, three or 400 copies. And Yeah, I mean, the book's available for free, uh, compliments of Nina, through craftbeerbrandingguide.com while supplies last. Uh, All
0: right. Uh, for those who are listening, um, Isaac is one of – many instructors uh, in our program at the university of Vermont, the business of craft beer program uh, there. It's an online certificate program and all of our instructors are either directly in the industry, in the craft beer industry or affiliated industries such as uh, Isaac and, and code of design. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're learning from people who are totally immersed in the industry. Um, this is their world. This is what they do day in and day out. Um, so, uh, I wanted to, uh, unfortunately, we're out of time, so I'm not uh, able to go through uh, additional questions I have for you, Isaac. But uh, I really appreciate your time today and sharing your insights into the importance of of brand uh, development in today's craft beer sector. Thanks a lot, Isaac.
1: Thanks for having me on, Greg. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, in in uh, upcoming Block Talk radio shows, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, social media and its use in today's industry, uh, looking at the advocate, great beer, platforms uh, like that. Uh, so until next time, uh, don't forget to support your local craft brewery. Thanks again, Isaac. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you, sir. Cheers. Bye bye.